It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. podcast presented by parks casino and sportsbook and i am so happy to be able to actually do a podcast where we get to talk about a fun game where they looked awesome flat out in my opinion we'll dive into all of it the the best game that nick sirianni has had as a philadelphia eagle he was awesome today from from the game plan to the game you know the play calling to having his team ready to play in a tough environment obviously we talked so much about that coming in like man in a must-win game in terms of of staying in a what we'll talk about is a wide open playoff race in the nfc as ridiculous as it seems to talk playoffs after where we've been at times with this team this season they are squarely in it considering their schedule and everything and um hertz was great everything just worked today elliot and we're gonna dive into it all but you were out there in the stadium you know to me the considering the opponent the the venue the situation i thought it was the best win of the season for this team in in a spot they had to have it Yeah, I I don't even think it's close. I mean, look, there's been other games, and I think over these last three weeks, they've they've improved each week. Like, obviously, the Detroit game, they won by a larger margin, but I think taking into account the opponent, and, you know, the the Broncos are are a good team, right? Coming into this, we we both said that they were were a pretty good team. So They just smoked the Cowboys. I mean, for whatever that's worth, you know, it's week to week, but they smoked the Cowboys. Yeah, and so I think to go into that stadium, into that atmosphere, and win that game the way they did, and look, it was, you know, I guess there were points where it was, you know, kind of close, but 
I never felt like they were going to lose that game. Like they were very. I didn't either. I guess I maybe either. the only time is when they when they tied it. Maybe I, I think they tied it ten to ten. I'm with I'm you though. Vibe wise, it really just felt like it was their game the entire yeah. time. They had complete control of that game, and I think that for a team, you know, coming off that Raiders loss, and I'm I'm thinking back to after the Raiders game. I was in a hotel, much like I am now, recording the pod, mm-hmm. and I sat there. A and much I said, more depressing podcast, my yeah. friend. And I said, look, they're a bad team. Which is funny because in the background as we're recording, I'm watching the Raiders play the Chiefs. So two not fun podcasts we've done. This is great. I'm happy to do this one. Yes. But I remember for that pod, I said, look, they're a bad team. I was wrong. And they were a bad team. But, you know, now they're not. Like, they're not a bad team. You know, we'll see where they end up going. We'll see if they can, you know, make the playoffs. If they do win the rest of the games they're supposed to win. But right now... They were bad. They were a bad team after the Raiders game. Like we were correct to feel that way after that. But they're not that team anymore. They're an extremely well coached team. Like extremely well coached. I thought both sides of the ball, the coaching staff, severely out coached the Broncos staff. I think the players are executing really well. Jalen Hurts. We obviously we'll talk about him. How well he's playing. They're just they're a good team right now. Like they're not going to be an easy team for other teams to beat. Yes. Are, like are are they ready to compete? With uh, the Tampa Bay's or you know whoever you want to say the best team in the yeah you know, that the, good the team like, is strong and excellent coaching like they you you know it's been a couple games we need to see them sustain it and like this was a good very good win today but it's still the Broncos like well but the, but that's you know, what but no that, that that's what I'm saying I'm saying they're not like, ready to compete with those teams, right, right? But, but like but you I know think, just you know I'm just saying well but hold up what I'm saying is when you look at the teams that are they're going to be competing for a playoff spot with like those group of teams. They're just as good as all those teams. Like the Saints, we'll see. And the Saints are probably going to be the sixth seed and not the uh, seventh seed, although they lost today, right? I mean, who knows? They're only five and four, and the Eagles play them next week. So, like, I mean, you know, it's yeah, not. So, right. So, so that's what I'm saying. So, I, look, again, they're not, you know, they're not the Rams. They're not those teams, but they are just as good as the teams that they're competing for a playoff spot with right now. And, you know, the arrow is pointing up on this team. Like, they played after that Raiders game, it would have been very easy for them to kind of cave. Like, that was an ugly loss. Uh, you know, obviously, then there was a whole Sirianni thing with the flowers that made people mad. So, like, there was a moment where this season could have really kind of cratered out of control. And instead of that, they've turned it around. Like, the, the, the Lions win was a dominant performance. I thought, I thought they played better against the Chargers than they did the Lions. And then I thought they played better today than they did against the Chargers. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see next week against the Saints. That's, that's a tough game. A huge game with playoff implications, by the way. Because if they can win that game, you're then having – you have tiebreakers over a lot of the teams you're going to be competing with. You'll have it over the Falcons. You'll have it over the Saints. I don't, we'll see what the Panthers end up doing, but you have it over them, right? So a lot of the teams that are in this race, you would have the tiebreaker over. And they, if they continue to improve, if they continue to play the way they did, I said after the Chargers game, if they play that game that they did, they'll probably make the playoffs. And I'll say it again today. If they play today like they did the rest of the, if they play the rest of the season like they did today, they have a very good chance of being in the postseason. Yeah, and that's why, look, like I think that that's why we can't, like, Jonathan Gannon had a good day today, and we'll get to him. Like, but he is far from. I'm going to say he's a good coach. Like, he is still like as of now. I would still fire him at the end of the season. Like, I'm not turned around on Jonathan right. Gannon. I'll save my thoughts on that. Bridgewater. We'll we get, get to him. it. Sirianni is definitely. We'll get to him. Like, I'll get to all of it. But like, we're we're seeing that this is a week to week league. I mean, how many upsets yeah, have we seen in the last few weeks? And you know, we're we're seeing you know again like just the example of the Broncos themselves going into Dallas and just beating the pants off Dallas and then 
you know, coming home and getting their pants beat up by the Eagles while Dallas beats the pants off Atlanta, who was the team that was a seven seed. Like, it's just, I don't think you can count on anything week to week right now in this league and particularly with teams until they prove that they can. And that's what the Eagles have to do. You're right. If they play the way they did today, more often, you know, significantly more often than not the rest of the season, then yeah, they have a really good shot at the playoffs. If they're the team that that goes back and forth and still makes critical mistakes, or we still see Jonathan Gannon do things like we did last week, um, you know, then then I think there's going to be issues. So I, you know, I, I I can't go so far as to say, you know, that they're, you know, the hyperbole with it. But I will say to your point, I think it's fair to say that. They absolutely are as good or in the same region as the teams they're competing with. Well, like I, I think actually, the Vikings are probably yeah. better. The Vikings won today. I think the Vikings are better, but they're also the Vikings, and they're you know make mistakes, and you know they they seem to always find a way to screw it up. So I I don't know, but you know I think it's fair to say they're certainly in it, and I, you know I think they're improving. And, you know, in this league right now and certainly in this conference, that, that gives them a chance. Yeah, and uh, to your point, like, they, they could lose. They could definitely lose to the Saints next week. They could split with the Giants. Like, it, anything could happen. It is week-to-week league. But I also think that to that point, like, that benefits the Eagles. right? Like, that week-to-week thing right now, it speaks highly of the Eagles because th- it, it is a week-to-week league and things do change, right? And they're not the team that they were early in the year. Like, they have improved. So, yes, they, they could lose – any game, but I, but I think, you know, like I think a, a lot about how John Ritchie feels about the team. Cause I know honestly, everybody I know that's on the station, he probably thinks he probably thinks they're like the worst I would say, or at least feels the strongest about it. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to hear what he has to say on Monday. Like, and I've heard him kind of change how he starts to talk about the team. So yeah. I do think like thinking of the team, how they were like when they got blown out against Dallas, like that's not who they are anymore. I don't know if they can beat Dallas and they could lose to the jets. Like it's a week to week league, but right now the week to week league part benefits them because they are a better team and they should be viewed in that week to week way in which like they're playing good football right now. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I, I agree. And, and uh, their schedule, as we've said the whole time is full of teams that they could beat on any given day and lose to on any given day. And, if they continue to improve, they're going to beat a lot of them. You know, they're not juggernauts, though. To, yeah, again, I mean, to the week to week of it all, like we saw Washington beat Tampa, you know, and, yeah. and not really struggle to do it at any point in that game. So, you know, it's a weird league right now, uh, especially the last two weeks. We've seen it been like really a lot of upsets and a lot of strange outcomes and stuff. So it's going to be interesting. I think that plays in the Eagles' favor because, you know, I think from a talent perspective, I don't think they're. You know, and look, to the teams are competing with, it's not like the Panthers are super talented or the Falcons are crazy talented or whatever. I think that six and seven type teams are, you know, unless Russell Wilson, who lost today, which was big, unless he like pulls it together and, and looks awesome, maybe they go on a run or something. But, you know, I think it's a lot of, you know, I think Jalen Hurts is right on par or better than a lot of the quarterbacks he's competing with with those teams too. Well, he's so. definitely better than Bridgewater. I can tell yeah, you that. Like, we can buddy. end that comparison. Yeah. Like he, he is way so, better than Teddy Bridgewater. So I think it's interesting. We'll get we'll get more into the implications of it all as we look at it at the end of the pod. But let, let's dive into some specifics because um, obviously, you know, it's a it's a day to be excited. And I, I thought let let's start with where I think we have to because you know we talked about it. I think. Of everybody, and again, we'll get to Hurts. I thought he was great, but I thought Sirianni was was just awesome today. And you know how critical I've been him a lot of times, and I'm still not, you know, saying I'm totally sold on him or anything. But I thought 
it was the most complete coaching performance we've seen from him this season. Again, in a tough spot where your team is three and six and kind of, you know, reeling but playing better football and and has to win and it's in a tough venue and and again against a solid football team if nothing else if not good solid for sure and uh and a dominant performance a a tight game plan a smart game plan the best mix of of the running and passing game we've seen this season from him guys were open Uh, there were gigantic holes being created by the o-line and um, you know, his guys were ready to play and they showed up and I, and I think of, of everything, you know, he's it, like we talked about with the roots thing with Kelsey and how they showed up today. Like this team, even though they've had some losses and, and seemingly haven't felt like a good team are sticking with this guy. So, um, I, I, I was really impressed with Nick today. Yeah, I think as the season goes on, like the decision to hire Sirianni looks like it was definitely a good one. I, I think that when Jalen did say definitely a good well, one, I'm just, I that's, think you that's could how say I feel. Yeah. I, it's starting to look like it might not be a disaster where people think he should be fired immediately. I think he still has a long way to go. You can't say he's a yep. great coach already. Well, I, I right, I know you you feel that way, right? But but I think I like my opinion is I think it looks like he was a very good hire. Like they. they there's two reasons I think it looked like he looks like a really good hire, and I think they both showed today. One, we talked about it a little, but the fact that they're playing as good as they are right now and improving throughout the season, I think is a very good sign for him in two reasons. One, just his ability to coach, but two, how they respond to him, right? So I think you see the team playing hard for him. I mean, this is the second time where, like, the Broncos looked like they quit. Like, you look at that Teddy Bridgewater play, like, they, 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 made, the, they made the Broncos quit. The Lions, who were supposedly, you know, a try-hard team, they basically quit on him. Like, the Eagles play really hard. And, and I saw that in training camp, too, when they went against team. Like, Sirianni gets his teams to play hard. But from a game-planning perspective and, like, strictly as a coach, when he, you saw today, when he has a quarterback that's throwing the ball well, he can design plays. Like, he, he he's getting better, I think, at play calling. He's getting better at play designing. And he's just he, – the offense looks good. Like, the passing game looked good when, when they have a quarterback that's throwing the ball well. And Jalen was throwing the ball well today. So, I think now that he's running it more – He's doing a good job of complimentary football. Early on in the game, you know, it was still kind of in, in doubt somewhat. I think they had like 10 passes to 12 runs, not including Jalen's because those are, you know, a bit of a mixture. But like they're basically doing like 50-50. Like and, that, and that's it. They look really good doing it. And I, I think that, you know, again, we, we've said this a lot on the pod. Like when Jeffrey Lurie hired Nick Sirianni, he said, I'm excited about the coach you can become, right? And we talked about that in terms of his development. You said it in the in the preseason, like preview pods, how there's going to be games and it's going to take him time and all, and all those things. And I think you're really seeing him improve. Like, you you really are. And, you know, we'll see. Again, it's a long way to, to decide if any of these rookie head coaches are good head coaches. They, you know, it's going to take a long time, like multiple seasons. Right. But I think that if you're Jeffrey Lurie, like you, you are feeling much better about the Sirianni hire and feeling, I think he should feel confident about it after looking at these last three weeks. And the fact that it looks like things are pointing up with the team. Yeah. Look, I think for right now, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment. You know, you have to see how this continues out and how he's able to build on it. I think what he's certainly done, assuming the team continues to fight and whether or not they make the playoffs, continue, assuming they can stay in it and continue to win some games, winnable games down the stretch and, you know, fight and play hard. That I think he's certainly past the he's going to, you know, going to be a one and done guy. I don't think that's, you know, anywhere on the table right now, assuming this this continues. Um, but he has to prove a lot more in my mind. But I think all the points you make are fair ones and good ones in there. And to your point, I think it is fair to say with someone who came in 
with as little experience as him, as young as he is, never having called plays before, you know, obviously never having been a head coach at any level. You know, I, I think the fact that he's showing improvement, the fact that he's showing a willingness to change to, you know, and, and even if it took him too long to start figuring out how yeah. important running the ball was, at least he did it and changed and has shown that he is not completely hard-headed and, and is now, as you mentioned, like, and I think today that the – shown the best feel and mix for the mix of, of run and pass game that, that he has all season. And and that's an awesome sign that, yes, maybe he's just becoming a better play caller as he goes, which would make sense, you know, that he grows. And you know, we just don't know what his ceiling is, and we didn't know before, but but if he keeps growing and, and having games like this, you know, absolutely. It's it's a great sign for, for his potential to yeah. grow as a head coach. So it, I, I certainly think today was a day to, you know, say there is certainly potential with this guy. And so this is a victory overreaction pot. So I hold the right to, you know, <laughs> say this is a bit of a overreaction. But I just want to put this out there because it was what I was thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm in Denver. I'm in the stadium, you know, watching his press conference. Like, the thing that I like about Sirianni as head coach is, like, I think he has, like, a, a little bit of an it factor. And I know he rubs people the wrong way, but I really respect the fact that he is 100% himself, right? Like, yeah, and I, I, I and I, I think that he, you know, he has a certain way about him. Like, he's not a boring guy. He, he is emotional, right? Like, he's at the podium today, and it's so funny. Obviously, you would expect that, but he's so different after wins than he is after losses, oh, of right? Of after, yes, after loss, sure. he's upset, right? Today, he's like, you know, he's cracking jokes. Jovial. You know, and, yeah, yeah, exactly. But when he's like that, like, I can really, really see how people in the locker room, like, enjoy playing for him. Like, he's, you know, and I, I get as a coach, you don't want to be one of the guys, and, and I don't think he, he is, but, like, he has a bit of an it factor. Like, he just does. Like, Brandon Staley speaks very well at the podium, but, like, Brandon Staley's pretty buttoned up, right? He he's he gives good quotes, but he's not, like, uh, exciting, if that makes sense, at least from what I've seen of his press conferences. I think Nick has a personality, and, and I think that's a good thing. And when you combine him improving as a coach, then, like, his personality, I think, really starts to, to point as a positive. And, and I, I just think it's, like, a bit of an it factor. Like, some people have it, some people don't, and – you know, Nick's young. He's been extremely successful in his career. Like, he's moved up the ladder quickly. And, you know, we talked about this a lot when they were struggling, how you said, you know, he's not an offensive genius. He's not one of those guys where you look and you go like, okay, like, he's super smart, right? And I don't know if he is yet either. Like, we were a little bit on disagreeing with that, but I mostly agreed with you in the terms of, like, you don't look at him and go like, okay, he's got it instantly. But the more yep. we watch him, like, I do think he's a young guy that has a lot of upside. And I think he could he could end up being a very, very good coach. They're a well-coached team now. You're right. They have to do it over a longer stretch. But I, I do think he's starting to show those signs of, like, you know, a, of having, like, special qualities. Yeah, look, again, just to, you know, whenever we do this type of uh, criticism or critiques of these people, you know, it's also – you know, it's always through a certain prism, but, you know, to, to your point, of course, just to become the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, whether or not, you know, people, you know, it was the right hire by Jeffrey Lurie or not, or whether people agree with it, just to get to that level where you're even in the room with Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman to become the head coach at the age of 40, uh, to have an interview to become the head coach shows how, you know, precocious and accomplished you are and, and, and how able you are and all that stuff, and you have to have some sort of, of it factor, I would think. So I totally get it. And, and look, he's shown, again, a good job of, you know, we always talk about, well, 
you know, like uh, coach, uh, you know, when a team's winning, it's easy to be the winning guy, but can he kind of keep it together when he's losing? And they've gone through some rough times early on, and he's kind of kept it together. So I think how they finish this season is going to be really fascinating with him and his growth. And if he continues, if they continue along this path and he grows like this, then, then it's really exciting. And then maybe this season that felt like a lost season, you know, isn't for for that reason, you know, potentially others, who knows. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, like we've talked about, I think, you know, we just need more, need to see it more and need to see it continue. But, but certainly again, a, a day to be excited about Nick Sirianni as the Eagles head coach when there haven't been as many as, as you know, we would want. Uh, all right, let, let's get the Hurts Cause I think, uh, you know, the same, it's, you know, one of those things where we've spent really so much time over the last few weeks being like with both Sirianni and Hurts, he's not the guy, he's not the guy, he's not the guy. Like today they were both the guy. You know, today they both look like they could be the guy. And obviously, you know, you can have those games. Week one of this season was that type of game. But, you know, Hurts was awesome today. Obviously, uh, the interception was was horrible. That was a bad throw. And I couldn't tell if it, was, it got hit or whatever. But it his, was, arm, it was yeah, his arm definitely got I hit. I thought yeah. it did. But even then, it was, a, you know, a, a, probably a, a bad decision coverage-wise. But regardless, like, he was great today. He was great, and uh, he made throws when it mattered, made runs when it mattered, and and in the second half, you know, was able to kind of steer the offense and make a couple plays when you know the running game was really, really crushing it. Um, just you know, he did everything you wanted from him today. I thought Hertz was great. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming into this game, we talked about it on Gober's radio. Like for me, the pressure was on him. Like he had to have a good game on Sunday, and I, I wanted to see him have a good game. Like you know, we debated. I think it was with uh, maybe it was with CJ. It might have not been CJ, but we we debated. Like you know, should be expected that to throw them to a win. Like I don't know if I expected him to, but I thought it was a really good chance for him to show that he could do it. And like you started with Sirianni as the main thing, and I'm cool with that because I thought Sirianni was really good as well. But but to me the takeaway from this game was hurts. Like I was floored how well how well he played. As somebody and you were, you know, we were both high on him high on him throughout the offseason. I would say I've definitely soured on him, right? Like just Certainly being honest. More I than have. Me. Yeah, more than me for sure. Yeah. So like for him to come out and play that well, like I I was surprised he did it, but he looked amazing. Like all props in the world to him. He looked sensational throwing the ball. He looked in control. He moved the ball up and down the field through the air. The pass to Devontae Smith was good. The pass to Quez Watkins was good. The pass to uh, Dallas Goddard on third and 11, I think it was, for 24 yards. Like, that was a great pass. Like Yeah, the he, Quez he, dropped the the touch. Like, couldn't catch that touch, and that was a beautiful throw, too, yep. that, that he should have caught. Maybe his best throw of the year, honestly. Yeah, like, it was it, an it amazing was, throw. I was so bad. That would have been his third touchdown pass of the half. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started, I don't have it in front of me, but like I think he was like 15 or 18 or something like that. I think. Yeah, ten, I think I had like 10 of 12, two touchdowns, 150 yeah. something yards, like 52 yards rushing. I mean, this was like, this is what you want to see out of Jalen Hurts. Like this game today is Jalen Hurts at his best. Like the running game supporting him, him making the throws that are there to be made slash making really good throws, but also being like a threat with his legs. I think, and maybe I'm guilty of this sometimes too. And I, I probably definitely am actually like, I think that, what he does with his legs gets diminished because we talk yes. so much about his need to improve as a passer. I was talking and, about this on Saturday on the show. I'm so with you, dude. Yeah, like he he look he has to improve as a passer, you know, and he did today. He was awesome, but like what he does with his legs is it's it masks so much with this team. Like there was a play today. Um, 
I forget what quarter it was in, but the play was blown up from the jump. Like, he's basically in the backfield. He has a defender on him. It looks like he, like most quarterbacks get sacked there and lose five or six yards. He turns it into an eight-yard gain, right? Like, like, there's so many plays like that where, and that's, like, I think his best quality as a player, like, not talking about his intangibles and stuff, but, like, there are just so few negative plays with him. Like, the, like the, the team gets behind the sticks because of penalties, and they have to get better at getting the play in in time. Like, it's ridiculous how much they snap the ball with, like, three seconds to go, or he's, like, clapping to get it going. Like, they have to fix that. But, like, he rarely gets sacked behind the line. He had an interception today, but he doesn't turn it over much. He is so good at running the ball and not taking big, dangerous hits. Like, he slides. He gets out of bounds. He goes down. Like, you you very rarely see him take a hit where you're like, ooh, like that, you know, he's got to be better at, control, at protecting his body or, you know, he's going to fumble that. Like, but today when you combine everything he's good at, and there are a lot of things he's good at, right? But when you combine everything he's good at with him throwing the ball well, like, he, I mean, the sky is the limit for this guy. And I know, you know, we say this all the time on the pod, and this is definitely how I sound right now. Like, how you feel before kickoff can be right and how you feel after kickoff can be right. I thought they'd lose. I was down on Jalen Hurts. I was talking to people, the fans of Philly tailgate, and just in Denver throughout the weekend. And I'm not alone. Like, a lot of people were feeling down on Hurts. But those people that were concerned about him, including me, like, had to be really encouraged by what they saw. And just to see that, like, when he's clicking, like when he's throwing the ball well, this offense is is really good. She, Shiel Kapadia tweeted this out. They're like number one in the NFL. I think it was like an EPA or something like that over the last three weeks. They're having, averaging 28 points. Like they're a hard offense to stop when Jalen Hurts is playing well just because of everything he brings to the table. And now when you can – when you throw in the running game, like they're – and Sirianni coaching well, like th- their offense is really good right now. Yeah, no, it's it, I, I'm I'm with you with with everything you were saying. Uh, you know, hurts. I think the, I mentioned on the show like it's like you know some of those those runs, those third downs, like the third and twelve the other game, and like like you were talking about the one tonight where it's like he has this ability where he's able to you know just take off from guys and it looks like they're going to catch him. And then all of a sudden he's rounding the corner and he's like yeah. eight yards of field. And then he has the special ones where he'll do like the toe tap in and they're like the, the, he's strong. He does a little get jump away like the Hezzy jump. Like, yeah, dude, he is, it is, it can't be underrated. Those are backbreakers for defenses and it is still offense, right? Like who gives a crap, like how it gets there. As long as the ball's matriculating down the field to quote Hank Stram, like, I, I'm really with you on that. And he's a playmaker, man. Like he makes plays and I, you know, I, I'm with you. I thought tonight he was just, he was locked in and, and everything was firing Devonte Smith. I mean that, you know, some great throws to Devonte. obviously some great catches. That touchdown catch was like a ridiculous a man's catch. That was, I mean, it's one of the best catches we've seen pass. probably since like it Alshon in the Super Bowl. Like, phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal phenomenal catch and also a phenomenal throw and Jalen didn't miss much today and um yeah I it's like he's better than a lot of the guys you watch you know just watching football these four o'clock games give you a chance to watch the one o'clocks and watch some red zone and do all that stuff and and he's better than a lot of guys like Jalen Hurts is an NFL starting quarterback it's just a question of how good he can be and and you obviously want a guy who's going to be a top 10 you know, carry you to, you know, uh, to, we had a great phrase. Uh, I can't remember who said it on the show, but it was like, um, you want, you know, your quarterback to be someone you win ba- games because of, you know, not right. win with. And today Hertz was the kind of guy you can win because of. And he does have that ability in him and that potential. 
especially if you surround him with more and more weapons. I mean, you know, Jalen Rager is just such a flat-out zero. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, like, that guy's like a a blocker. He's a blocking wide receiver. Like, those are, like, two of your five wide receivers. Like, you know, like... Goddard, uh, they lose him today. Obviously, he's a weapon, and we'll talk about that hit, which I can't believe that didn't get a flag. Like that looks so dirty. Yeah, that was that was a. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like was the announcer didn't even talk about it. Dirty, I know, but, like, but it like looked like yeah. he elbowed him in the head. Regardless, I hope he's okay because obviously he's super important. I actually, but. so I did see him walking around after the game, good. and you know he yeah, has really he has a concussion, area. and I'm not trying to diagnose him, but. He seemed to be in good spirits, that, I guess. That's is how really would, good to hear. Yeah. That's really good to hear. But, yeah, so, like, I think, yeah, when you have those pieces going in, and, again, that what we come back to, the, the offensive line, it seems like no matter who goes in and out, and it seemed like they had a lot of guys go off and come back, which was great to see. Kelsey Dickerson, Cox, you know, all these guys who kind of got hurt and came back. But um, they've just been able to really, I mean, shout out to Jeff Stoutland. Year after year after year after year, this guy just finds a way to, like, Take these pieces, put them together, get them playing together, get them playing great, whether it's Driscoll or Herbig or Dickerson or this or that or whatever. It's just, it's been great. And that O-line has been a big reason why they've been so good and and they've been able to run the ball so well. I mean, that, some of the holes, like the first play of the game, like that Boston Scott run, it was like a, like a, a Titanic size hole. Yeah. Like, man. It was like, what is this? Like, you don't see holes like that in the, like Dickerson, Kelsey, just like mauling people. Like, so it's, well, they're um, a big line. Yeah, I mean, like when and Dickerson, fun, that's Milana, why you gotta run like, the ball. That's why it's so good. And like Jordan Howard, man, he's good. Jordan yeah. Howard is 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 athletic and fast and strong and hits the hole like a beast. And Boston Scott is good. And Miles Sanders is coming back. And Kenny Gainwell, we didn't even see him really. And he's good. Like you're right, man. They do have some talent in some spots, and you know, especially when compared to the teams they're competing with. So when Hertz is good, when Sirianni's good, like. Yeah, they're they're again. We talked so much coming into the season about like the worst team in the league, or even even we talked about it this season. You know, it felt like we at times, you know, the Raiders yeah, game, the, whole, the Cowboys the Jags, game, and these the spots like, where it's like, yeah, yeah they're not yeah. that. Like they're not that. And and both, I think, you know, certainly from a way they play standpoint, and and when Hertz is playing better, um, I, I think they really, you know, can be you know that kind of middle class team that that is it, going to make the playoffs. So um, it, may, may, it's not amazing the Eagles, how much but that type of team things. that will make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I still don't, if I had to, like I still couldn't if I had to bet my life one way or the other, I wouldn't bet on them making the playoffs. But like, I absolutely think they can. And you know, these other teams aren't great to that point. We'll get we'll get more into that. Let's let's get to um, Gannon, and then we'll do some other crickets. Just because look, it was a you know a tough week for. JG in Philly. Um, Don't call him JG today. Yeah, he was not JG today. He but, had a good. He had a good day. He it wasn't yes. like unbelievable, but he did a he did a good job shutting down that Broncos offense. There were a couple drives where the Broncos obviously were able to really walk the ball down the field, but they got some sacks. They got a you know obviously that massive turnover, the the slight touchdown that was a, a massive turning point that kind of just kind of put the game out of reach. It felt like they were in complete control of the game, and then that like put it out of reach. Um, but I thought again, you know, after a tough week, JG, a, a nice week. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at the, the drive charts for the Broncos and they had the first one was a three and out. They have two drives of 60 plus yards, but then the next drive negative 10, the next drive 13 yards, uh, after halftime, they didn't have a single drive longer than 40 yards or 44 yards. I should say like, so there were some drives where they moved it down the field, the blocked field goal, the touchdown, uh, the one where, you know, just 
a terrible tackle attempt by Rodney and uh, and TJ Edwards. Like, you know, that that's not really on Gann. That's just terrible tackling. Like, that was a huge chunk play. But outside of that, like, this is kind of what I've been saying about Jonathan Gannon. Like, his defense plays well against teams they're supposed to dominate. I, I hmm. looked this up today. And if you take out their games, which this is definitely selective stats, but you know, just to, just to hear me out, if you I take know, out the Jesse, games I against know, Brady, worry. Mahomes, Dak, and Herbert, like who are you know four of the top, I don't know, seven quarterbacks in the league, probably, like they're averaging, they're, the Eagles give up an average of fifteen points a game, like that's pretty amazing. And then if you if you take Carr out, if you want to put him in there, it's twelve points a game. Like they gave up six points to the Falcons, seventeen, you know, to the uh, Niners, like six to the Lions. Uh, 13 today like when they play teams that they're supposed to dominate they do it and that's why that's where I think that like the heart of our disagreement is like I I don't think that's just something that should be looked over today and like the Broncos have skill position players like Teddy Bridgewater is not that good but I don't think this is a game where like when they played the Lions you could leave that and say okay it's the Lions right but I don't think you should leave this and be like oh it's just the Broncos right because like the Broncos you know their offense isn't great but Six, you know, 13 points, whatever they gave up today. Like, that's a really, really good showing for the defense. And much like Sirianni is improving, like, Gannon is improving. I know people don't want to hear that. I know he makes your blood boil more than anybody else, right? But, like, he is. Like, the defense is improving. They played really good against Detroit. I thought they had, not to get back into the debate, but the the Chargers game, we we won't even talk about that because we disagree on that. But, like, today he was really good. So, Sirianni's improving. And I think that it, like, Gannon should get credit as improving as well. Like, he's not a disaster as a defensive coordinator. He's just not. Like, the stats don't bear that out. Yeah, well, it's not always about the stats. We'll see. Until he can stop, you know, a good quarterback, he's going to get – that's going to hang with him. And and I need a defensive coordinator to stop a good quarterback, even if you have the best talent all the time. Like, that has to happen. So I get your point. And, again, credit today. He, he against a solid Broncos offense, they did a great job. And he gets credit and no doubt. But I need to see him do it against a good quarterback at some point before I'm really going to believe. But – Look again. Yeah, I mean progress, to do it again, to it, be like again, a really good coordinator, he has to do it yeah, against a, a, a good quarterback. He wasn't a disaster today. He has been at times. I thought he was a disaster last week. You didn't. I did. But today he wasn't. And you know, give me another good one next week against. You know, even if it's not against a good quarterback, against a smart offensive coach and John Payton, like you know, give it to me. Yeah, it's about you stacking know? good games at this you point. Know? But so, I, but I think I think Gannon. I think Gannon is uh, improving. I mean, look at the beginning of the game today. They came out and they were playing some press man coverage, right? Like they were, like they were, they were. Uh, Steven Nelson was up at the line of scrimmage. Um, I don't know if they did it throughout the game. I I did lose track of that, but it. I mean, it seems like he came out and did that. I saw there was one blitz on third down. I'd be interested to see what the blitz numbers um, are for this. But I also think one reason the defense looked better today, and I think this is sometimes why their defense looks bad in other days, is like they tackled pretty well. Like there was that really bad missed tackle against um against the tight end that you know went in that like 60 yard uh catch and run but like Anthony Harris had some really good tackles like the linebackers I thought were pretty good today obviously the stop on fourth down where Davion Taylor knocked the ball out like I thought they were uh, a good tackling team today and with Jonathan Gannon's defense like especially against Teddy Bridgewater who checks it down a lot like if you tackle well they're they're going to you know the defense is going to look good like if the whole point of the defense is to not make you get beat deep then you got to tackle well and there's been games where they haven't done that this year but they did it today and I think that that was a big difference yeah and look I think having Slay and Maddox out there really helped obviously Slay with one of the plays of the game and um, awareness over that I was like it, one of those plays we're watching at home it was like wait what you know it was it looked like the 
You couldn't yeah, tell the ball running, going. I'm like, oh, he's dead. Like he's down. Yeah, I was like, no way. And and, and uh, then, I, dude, the speed. Like, I don't know if it came across like this on TV, but watching him like run through that. Sea yeah, Broncos, he looked quick, dude. He looked quick. super quick. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh, and obviously, we'll dive more into you know. Uh, a lot of this stuff is uh, later in the week uh, for the, you know, head, looking into the Saints game and all that stuff. But a couple quick hitters I'll throw out. Yeah. And then um, if you have anything um, you want to get into before we get out of here, a couple quick hitters um, that we haven't talked about. Obviously, we've hit on a lot, a lot of different stuff already. Uh, quickly, Derek Barnett, man, like it's always him. Like that, I you know I I hate the way they call roughing the passer now in the NFL. I hate it, but. But the rule is you can't fall your body weight on the guy. Like everyone knows that. Like it's very clear. It's been that rule for a long time, and and he did it. And that that's the rule. Like and it just is like I'm so like I'm almost like desensitized to it. Like I, I'm not even as angry right now as I should be. You know me. Like normally I'd be like, yo, earmuffs. You know, one, two, right. three. Fuck you, Derek Barnett. And like that would be me. But right now I'm like I'm just like I'm resigned to it. I'm used to it. It's just like, but it's also like. Like, also, you know, what I really feel is earmuffs, one, two, three, fuck you, Derek Barnett. Yeah, so I think what's interesting about Barnett is, you know, he he gets so many, like, roughing the passer penalties and stuff because, like, he does get around the quarterback. Like, that's the funny thing today. Like, he did have some snaps where he really got right at Teddy Bridgewater. He had a sack. There was another player where he got there and didn't finish it. So, like... There are some positives with uh with Teddy Bridgewater, uh Teddy Bridgewater with I'm sorry I was looking at the stats from that with Derek <laughs> Barnett, but um, but yeah I mean look the penalties are really bad like there's there's just no getting around it like the penalties are super bad and it's it's something he absolutely has to improve on and like the Bridgewater thing today where uh you know I think the initial call on it like I, if you look at the way Bridgewater's head snaps snaps back I think the officials thought that he got him at the helmet which I don't think he did but then like you're laying on the ground and you push him back into the ground. And I know it's only slight, but like you got to be smarter about that. Yeah. Stuff. Like, first it's of all, the rule. You have to be we all about know it. it's the rule, but not just that. Like, yes, it, it is also, the, it's the rule. Obviously. And you should know that, but like, he's also somebody that I'm sure refs are looking for yes, because he has a reputation point. of doing these things. Great so like, point. he's got to be smarter about it. But then on the flip side of that, like, he also, you know, is not a bad player. Like the he he's not a top 15 pick. Like he's not lived up to his potential, but he's not bad and like he does help the defense when he's out there today. Like he was probably their best pass rusher today. If I had to, you know, just from watching it once over. Like I thought he was the most disruptive in terms of getting back there and that's the tough part with him. Like he has these penalties so you have to have him out there, but then it's like he also helps. So yeah, I mean you know, I don't think you're at this point either. Like, I certainly would not cut Derek Barnett. Like, I don't know what you do, but yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the penalties obviously, they hurt. Yeah, yeah, they hurt. You you hope you can find a way to replace him in the offseason, and it is what it is. But um, at least in my eyes. All right, uh, a couple more quick hitters, and then uh, I have one really important question to ask you. Um, uh, from before the game, a couple quick notes. Mac Jones is legit, legit. Like. If they redid the draft, I'd I'd take him first. I think I'd take him over Trevor Lawrence. It's really close for me, but Mac. Would Jones you take is, Would you take him over Jalen? He's awesome, Hurts? and he's in a better spot. I, yeah, I would take him over Jalen Hurts. I would take, okay. and and I've really, and and it's hard to say on a day where Jalen Hurts was was awesome, and I'm really excited about Hurts. It was great, but yes, I would take Mac Jones over Hurts. Mac Jones is. So I didn't legit, get a chance to watch buddy. him. It seems like he had a really good day. I mean, he had a few yeah, throws it's a, where it's like, whoa, buddy, like a drop in the bucket type. Wow, like that was really yeah. awesome. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance. Like, the only time I really got a chance to watch him a ton was uh, in training camp practice. So I didn't get a chance to watch the game today. It did seem like he played really well. You know, it's an interesting debate because the Eagles could have had him, but then they don't yeah. have Devontae, too. You know, so like. Yeah, and look, a lot of people could have had him, and it's all that. Like, I, you know, and I, I jokingly tweeted, you know, Eagles should have drafted Mac Jones, who knew? Like, and I'm joking in the sense that, like, if you redrafted, there is actually, I think, a really good chance Mac Jones would go number one overall. Like, maybe Trevor Lawrence goes one, but he goes two for sure. Like, it's not even a question right now. So, you know, yeah. he's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Like, this isn't like, you know. So, um, yeah, it is, it's It's going to be an interesting one, you know. So. Yeah, and yeah. I, I well, Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, I mean, it has not been as good. But, yeah, I mean, like, the Eagles pass on a lot of quarterbacks. So, yeah. that you know, that that's part of it. And we'll see. Now, to your point, Jalen had a really good day today. So, you know, it, like, I, I don't know if I would take Mac Jones over Jalen. I didn't get a chance to watch a game. You know, I take your word for it that he played really good and maybe it would sway my opinion. But – I don't know, man. I'm still skeptical of a non-mobile quarterback. Like, so. But he's not like he's like functioning, mo- functionally yeah, mobile. Yeah, agreed. You know, he's what not I mean? like Brady. Like he can move. No, of course not. But he can move around. Um, he's pretty impressive, man. Um, but look, I- I'm excited about Jalen too. But you know, what I mean, like anyway. Um, all right, two more quick hitters and then a question. Um, uh, from the pregame, it was really just weird rooting for the Cowboys in the sense that like, and it was hard to even do it. But you know, we needed the Falcons to lose, and Dallas is winning the division, so. Good job, Dallas. I guess you look at uh, look at. I'm tough. looking at the playoff picture right now. So, uh, well, it's funny because I was thinking about it as I'm watching Elliot, and I'm like, it's so funny how like instinctual it is that like we are able to like turn the other thing off and and focus solely on like playoff survival and what matters yeah. most. Because it was like, all right, I got to root for the playoffs, you know. So you you look at like so Carolina is in the seventh seed right now. I think they're going to fall off, but mm-hmm. they play Washington next week. That's probably oh, that's a winnable game. But Minnesota plays Green Bay. Atlanta plays the Patriots. The Niners right behind the Eagles. They play the Rams. Washington obviously plays Carolina. The Giants play Tampa Bay. Seattle plays Arizona. Chicago plays Baltimore. So like, it's a good week. Th- yeah, like and Minnesota really schedule. Minnesota schedule. Like, if you if you're interested, you're listening, interested, look it up. Is nuts. Like Minnesota, I think is the best team of the group, but their schedule yeah, is I'll, like I have it right here. Like, read it. It's like ten times harder than the Eagles' schedule. It's yeah, like so they so- have Green Bay. That's probably a loss. San Francisco at San Francisco, winnable game, but definitely tough. Detroit, Pittsburgh, Chicago, not super tough. But then Rams, Green Bay, Chicago again. So yeah, they have like a way tougher they have schedule. Two, two more with Green Bay, the Rams. Like those three games alone. Are Pittsburgh's never easy. You know, way harder than any game the Eagles have left, just factually. So um, yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, Chase Young, speeding games Eagles uh, have left. Looks like a torn ACL. Eagles still play Washington twice. Obviously, that sucks. Yeah. He's a great football player, and you know you never want to see that. Um, and Washington still won today, so they're, they're in it, you know, um, again, all these teams are, that's, what's crazy. Um, and the last thing, a question for you, and then we'll see if you have anything else and and we'll get out of here and obviously get to more later in the week, but, um, obviously the most important question of the night. Yes. And I think everyone knows, you know where it's going and and I'll give you my quick take on it and then I'll just give you the floor because, because we, everyone listening who knows Elliot and knows, you know, what we do here knows that I'm talking about the new unis and, and for me, it's funny because I-, I watched the game with a buddy and I said to him, like, what do you think of the U- new unis? He's like, yeah, I don't really like him. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really like him either. I'm like, but you know what? If they win big today, I love him. And he's like, me too. So I love him. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at with it. Um, but I mean, you have a, a much, 
you know, for me, that's, that's something I could do and say for you, you need to really, you know, give a, a take on these. So uh, Elliot Shore Parks, the uh, black pants, white tops, green helmet, uni thing. Um, your thoughts? Yeah, so I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I had to you did. I yeah. know you did, man. That's I, why I, I it's the la- I had it on my list in bold to end end my part, you know, of asking you questions on the pod with it because it had to be done. Yeah, so I didn't like them initially. I'll say that. Like, I don't think this is the Eagles' core problem they have is that midnight green and black. I don't think look that good together, right? So, like, hold on, <coughs> excuse me. So I, I just don't think that 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 color combo looks that great together. So that's their core problem. And then I also thought seeing them live today that they looked like the Jaguars uniforms because the Jaguars have the white top, black bottom. So like that wasn't, you know, good. Not but as the game went on, I liked them more. And not just because the outcome of the game. Like, look, I think there's ways it could be better. You know, like maybe the numbers are black. Like whatever. Like there's certainly ways to improve it. But I like it. Like, I, you know, Jalen Hurts had on black cleats with them and had black tape, and it looked like it looked really slick, like going up like from his shoe right up to his, you know, pants were all black. Like, and then Jalen talked after the game about how apparently he's been like petitioning Lurie to do it for a while, like, and he really wanted it. And like, I think there's something cool about that too, you know, like, and he kind of hit. I agree with that. I like that. That's cool. Like, I do yeah. like that. I do like so, that. I mean, the Eagles jerseys are just not that good. Like, that's the the. Problem well, and also core, going like, up against those Broncos, like full orange with the blue helmets, was like awesome. It's like right. You, that, that's a good looking. Like jersey. it's just like blasting you off the field, jersey wise. Um, I didn't like the look. It felt like you know weird, like tuxedo. You're missing. It didn't your match. Like that's jacket. the thing. It looked like mismatched. Yeah. Yeah. But but again, they they won. So like keep keep bringing it. I don't care. And uh, I'm, I'm, Jeff I'm, McDevitt. I'm that stuff. <laughs> Jeff McDevitt Jeff tweeted McDevitt. this. Love Jeff. And I think. Yeah, and I think it's true. Like, it did make them look faster. Like, it was a sleek look. <laughs> like, point. so. No, it's true. That is a fair black and white. Wear those Come in a on. dome. Like, you'll be looking really fast. So, I, like I, I would do it again. I don't hate it that much. And I like it more than I thought as the game went on. But I just don't really think it matches. And that, that drives me wild. All right. Um, that's all I got. Uh, obviously, we'll get into more of the stuff later in the week and, and expand. But um, that's all I got in my notes. Anything you got uh, before we get out of here? Um, I mean, look, the, the block field goal, like Michael Clay. Yeah. Oh, you know, I meant to say that to, to this season. When was the last time that Yeah. Happened? So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I'm, like, really good at breaking down special teams, field goal blocks, X's and O's. But, like, he's clearly doing a good job of scouting the other team, right? Like, even the onside kick thing they did, like, they got the look they wanted. It just bounced a weird way. So, it seems like he does do a really good job scouting throughout the week, finding holes in the opposing special teams and taking advantage of them, right? So I think he deserves a lot of credit. That was a big play in the game in terms of helping them uh, keep momentum. Um, Jake Elliott, talk about along those lines. Like, he's been like automatic been this year. Nails this year, man. Has and, he missed? And again, uh, two misses, but I don't remember one of them. I remember one was a long one. And I don't At half, other, right? But- yeah, but he's been great, man. Another long one today, and he's been money on the short ones. Um, he deserves a lot of credit. Like, we were furious last year, and we were like, oh, Jake Elliott, the contract. That contract, that. too. <laughs> yeah, the contract was still a mistake no matter what for any kicker, in my opinion. But but he's looked great this year, and, and credit where due. Um, I think Davion Taylor definitely deserves some credit. He's yeah. become like a butt of a butt of a lot of jokes, right? And you know, I, I don't want to say rightfully so because you never want to make fun of somebody. But like, you know, I mean, he he had not played well, and it was when we talk about how he's draft record, he was one of the first names that came up. But like, he's been good. You know, he is athletic, and you see you can see he's getting experience. Like, he's been playing better, so I think he deserves credit. Uh, I really think they've 
look, I don't think TJ Edwards and Davion are like the linebackers of the future, but they're they're like, you know, passable. Like, you know, after getting such poor linebacker play early in the year, like I think they're both playing at a relatively high level. So I, uh, I think and linebackers And it stands to reason that Davion could get better. I mean, again, he's played so little football comparatively right. that, you know, if he's already improving now, like who knows, like maybe he could be at least a piece of the future, you know, I don't know, like yeah. not like a stud, but like, you know, maybe he could be a passable linebacker, especially if he's improving this much, you know, this quickly at a high level, you know? I think uh, the other player that stood out to me on defense was Marcus Epps. I think he like might be better than Anthony Harris. He makes but some he, uh, plays, man. Like I feel yeah, like he's, I he feel does. like I was talking to a buddy after, during the week and uh, some, and I can't remember what it was. And he's like, can you remember like a big hit? made by the Eagles this season. I'm like, actually, I can only remember two, and they were both Marcus Epps. Like, yeah. Marcus Epps won today. made some plays. Yeah, another today. Like, he's been he's been pretty solid. Yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously after a win, everything looks great. But, like, there are some guys on this team that, like, especially today, I think, like, played well. Sean Bradley had a really big hit uh, on special I had in my teams, notes, you know? too, so, for that play. Temple proud, baby. Yeah, exactly. Temple made. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Linebackers. We talked about the pass rush. Pass rush was better today, obviously. Fletcher Cox had that play in the backfield. Um, offensive line did well. Yeah, I mean, just, again, I'll kind of, I guess, end it where I started, which is, like, the arrow is pointing up on this team. You know, it, it took longer than it should have. Like, they should have ran the ball earlier. They should have been more aggressive with the blitzes. They weren't, and they they deserve credit for that. They deserve blame for that. But, like, they're better now. It's a better team now. And, uh it's going to be really interesting to watch the rest of the season play out. Yeah, massive, massive game against the Saints coming in. It really is a, a fun game in Philly against the Saints where, like, hey, maybe a, a really nice time to get your first home win of the season. Man, how if they is, win that game. How weird is that, though? Like, we're still sitting here uh, now 10 games into the season. They've won four of them and none of them at home. It's a wild thing. So, um, yeah, if they win that one, it's big. The Saints, again, are, are, are five and four are the six seed. So it's really jumbled up. And if they can win this you get one, the tiebreaker, really yep. tiebreaker against Saints, Falcons, Panthers. And again, the Panthers and Saints are both playoff teams as of right now. So, um, it's, it's interesting, buddy. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting look, end to the season. It, it's exciting. And I'll go back to where I said at the beginning, like, uh, it was just nice to have a fun pod to talk about a win yeah. again. I, I said this the last time after the Lions game, and it's even more so true today because, you know, it wasn't the Lions that we were playing. Um, we've watched so much earmuffs, one, two, three, shitty football the last year and a half. Like, it's just nice when you see your team come out and look like a good football team for a day, you know? So yeah. um, they really did that today, and, and it was awesome. And, and the guys you want to see improve, improved, and um, and that's exciting. All right, uh, we'll be back later in the week. Uh, look ahead to it again. What is all of a sudden a meaningful game? Exciting. At home against game. the Saints. Yeah, so uh, we'll get into that. Uh, some big life news for yes. Elliot Shore Parks and the pod, which is pretty exciting. Nothing bad, all awesome. Yeah, nothing's really changing, to Don't be clear. Worry. But yes. No, no <laughs> yeah. it will not, nothing will change, but it's something fun and cool, and you'll like it. Um, we'll tell you that this week coming up as well. Um, and I, you know, we'll keep doing our thing and hopefully the Eagles keep doing their thing and we keep having fun pods because that'd be awesome. All right. Um, yes. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening and, uh, we will talk to you later in the week for Elliot and James. We'll talk to you guys soon.